Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Pensacola. I'm John Hutchinson sitting in this morning for Andrew McKay, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. We're glad you've joined us this morning, uh, and we're glad you've joined us by text. We've got some very nice text in this morning. I hope uh, you'll text us if you've got a thought, 437-1620. Uh, folks are enjoying the show, and that's a good thing, so thanks for the text saying that. Hopefully, we've got two hours to go, and hopefully you'll enjoy the next two hours, too. But text us if you've got a thought. I want to talk a minute about Perdido Incorporation. You know, that's an issue that came up recently. Um, there was a, 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 a lady, Ann Griffin, who actually lives in Lillian, Alabama, not in Perdido, but she wrote a viewpoint sat, uh, Sunday in the news journal. Then I looked at it and I thought, well, there's some interesting things in here. The, the bill to uh, move the incorporation forward is actually dead right now for uh, tax base reasons. The requirement for tax base was not met, and there were some other questions about feasibility study. So the issue's dead for now from a moving forward standpoint, but I think folks are still interested in both of it. I wanted to talk about this because I find it interesting anytime people want to add a layer of government. Uh, I have a tendency to always want less government, but I read the viewpoint because I think it's important to better understand where folks are coming from, and it was a good viewpoint. It, it, it laid out the reasons why they wanted to incorporate Perdido. Uh, basically, they want to incorporate Perdido. They want it to become a city, uh, they say, to protect the community, to add a layer of insulation between uh, the county government uh, and their lives. The Scambia County um, uh, government now is is their go-to government. They want to put a city in between that. And here's the reasons they cite it. First of all, they said Scambia County has no charter. Uh, which she says leads to inefficiencies. Scammy County has no recall or term limits. Um, I believe there's a bill now being filed in the state legislature that would accomplish this without without creating a new city. But uh, she also said the county has no means for a citizen-led referendum. And then she cites some past controversies among county commissioners as a need for Perdido to separate and create their own government. So there's another group that says, no, we don't need to incorporate. And I contacted them. Uh, Carl Punko, y'all may know Carl, uh, worked at Gulf Power for a while. He lives out there, and he's got some concerns about it. And basically the the folks who say we don't need to do this now cite a couple of things. First, cost. Uh, there's going to be a tax increase. Uh, first of all, there'll be a 10% utility tax. Your, Gulf, your FP&L bill will go up 10%. Gas bill will go up 10%. That's a concern. Uh, and, of course, there will probably be other taxes to, to, to fund a new government. Uh, they're also opposed to it because they say it adds another layer of government. They feel they can pick up the phone and call a county commissioner anytime they want or go to a meeting, and they don't need another layer of government to talk for them. Um, they don't, uh, they don't uh, think they need improvement in the level of services. Uh, and they don't meet the requirement for the number of residents per acre. Uh, so that, those are the reasons folks are against. It's mostly cost and mostly um, another layer of government. Uh, and so I, I looked at all that, and the immediate question that came to my mind is, why not push for some of those changes at the county level, a county charter, for example, term limits? That is being considered now in the legislature. Uh, citizen-led referendum, that's something that all of our citizens can get involved in, not just Perdido. Uh, and address those issues really countywide instead of pushing those things forward as a reason for Perdido Incorporation. Just, it just seems a little off track to me. I'm not trying to be critical, just trying to understand 
Um, but I have a hard time understanding how to solve problems at one level of government by by adding another level of government. So that, those are just my thoughts. I know the issue will come back up. Uh, the other thing that came to mind is that, you know, most cities are formed around uh, a job base or a commercial or economic engine. Pensacola, of course, was formed around the port. Uh, Mobile was formed around the port. Milton was formed around a mill. Uh, so I just, when I look at Perdido, I wonder what the job base or really the economic center of Perdido is. I know, I know they have tourism, uh, and it is a very important part of our county. Uh, but it just seems to me it's hard to find a downtown Perdido. So we'll see what happens. We'll see uh, what goes forward. But I would encourage folks to always understand what other people are thinking, always understand what's on their minds, and then that way you know, we can come to a better solution. All right. What do you want for Christmas? Text us, 437-1620, and we'll tell folks what you want. Thank you. Getting a quick look at the traffic out there. It's really nothing to speak of. No accidents reported by FDOT, and uh, I'm not seeing any slowdowns or congestion on the map. I-10 and I-110 at posted speeds. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is clear. If you're headed out of Milton this morning, going through Pace on Highway 90, no accidents reported there. Highway 29 south through Cantonment, nothing slowing you down. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear this morning. If you do see something out there slowing you down, let us know. You can call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, people sometimes ask me, do you really believe in Frontier Motors? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, have you not heard me talking about them for all these years? And the funny thing is, when we first became a customer there, it wasn't because they were advertisers on the station. I mean, it was just because they had a car. I mean, we were looking to test drive a Honda Odyssey. And the new ones, you, you wouldn't have told us whether that was the one we wanted to buy. And the ones that were available, they weren't new enough to be the one that we were trying to buy. So we literally had this kind of unicorn. That's what we called it, our unicorn. And nobody was selling one. Nobody had one that we could test drive. So we found it at Frontier. We drove it. We liked it. They said, do you want to look at a price? We said, we're not going to buy a car for six months. And they said, but do you want to look at a price? I said, "Uh, sure. Oh, that's a good price. Can you come down a little bit? You can. Oh, well, can you give us a day? Okay. Day later, called them back and said, "Uh, we talked about it. We kind of like it. Can you come down a little bit? And they said, yes. I said, can we buy it? I mean, that's how we bought a car. It was that easy. It just was the right price, the right car, the right make, model, everything just aligned. And so we bought a car from Frontier. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Luke chapter 1 records the account of the angel Gabriel appearing to young Mary. Gabriel explains to Mary that she will conceive and bring forth a son. Remember, Mary is a virgin, so this is startling news to her. So Mary asks the angel a question. She says, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Mary raises the question of biological impossibility. She's asking Gabriel, how is this biologically even possible considering I know not a man? Gabriel explains to Mary, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And while at the moment that seemed biologically impossible to Mary, Gabriel further explains that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Ladies and gentlemen, the story of Christmas is a reminder that the things which seem impossible to man are possible with God. On behalf of Strength for Life, I'm James Johnson. Merry Christmas. 
The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Join News Radio 923 as we celebrate and share Christmas together with the annual News Radio 923, a Pensacola Christmas concert, starting at 6 p.m. Christmas Eve and running all the way through Christmas Day. It's a Pensacola Christmas tradition, celebrating local voices and warm spirits. Hear local choirs, symphonies, and musicians playing their favorite holiday music. A Pensacola Christmas concert starts 6 p.m. Christmas Eve, right here on News Radio 923. Brought to you by Cadell and Company and our Young Flooring. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with Mary on Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. Happy New Year. News Radio 92.3. From early in November to the last week of December, I got money matters weighing me down. Well, the music may be merry, but it's only temporary. I know Santa Claus is coming to town. In the days I work my day job, in the nights I work my night, but it all... Good morning, Pensacola. I'm John Hutchinson, filling in for Andrew McKay this morning. News Radio 92.3. We're glad you've joined us. I hope you're getting ready for the holidays. It's December 22nd. It's uh, 7.20 a.m. You've got three days until Christmas. Uh, you've got one day until Festivus. Tomorrow's Festivus, so I hope, you've got, hope you have your Festivus poll up. You have your list of grievances. And I've written my list of grievances you've written this your holiday. List of grievances. Yes, I have. Uh, I got a lot of problems with you people. That's the way Jerry still used to say that. Uh, that was great. And then, of course, uh, you have the feats of strength, too, mm-hmm. for tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, But it's also Friday, and it's a great day. And holidays always remind me of food. I mean, what are holidays if not food? Uh, and, of course, I like to eat, and you do too. And holiday food is really special. And so today we've got Gus Syllabus. Everybody knows Gus. Uh, long-time Pensacola businessman, restaurateur, noted chef, uh, somebody who's fed tens of thousands of Pensacolians over the years. And uh, we all remember Scopolo's Restaurant. He ran that for years on Scenic Highway. President George W. Bush even ate there. He did. Yeah, and enjoyed it. And uh, right now, Gus uh, owns and runs Scenic 90 Diner, Agape, uh, Nancy's Hold Affairs, which is an awesome catering service. Welcome, Gus. Thank you. Let's Great talk, to be here. Let's talk about holiday food at Pensacola. Um you know, we're, you, one of my favorite cities besides Pensacola is New Orleans, and it's just because of the food sure, uh, and the unique cuisine that they have there. And I've really noticed in Pensacola, we're becoming more of a foodie kind of town with lots of different restaurants. You're a big part of that. But talk a minute about holiday food in Pensacola, maybe some things that are unique. Uh, you know, we don't have figgy pudding and chestnuts roasting, but what do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a lot of uh, good traditions, and, and like you said, I mean, the, the culinary scene has changed tremendously over the years. I, I tell the story when I first uh, came 
home from uh, culinary school and, and approached the uh, produce company to get shallots. And his response was, what is that? <laughs> okay. So that's how far we have come. <laughs> that's great. Uh, it, it's really uh, been great. And, and you know, it, as you well know, anytime anybody gets um, people over at the house, the center of the kitchen, I mean, the center is the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, that's where everybody congregates. That's where everybody wants to be. Um, and, you know, cooking and, and getting the, the holiday foods. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that, that a lot of things have changed over the years, but mincemeat pie. Ah. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yes, and I've, I've had it one time, and that was enough. <laughs> have you shown me a counter that's got pecan pie and uh, uh, chocolate pie right, and apple right. pie and mincemeat pie? Yep. That, that mincemeat pie is going to sit there a long time. That's my favorite pie, said no one well, ever. Yes, no one ever. Well, we have a gentleman that orders it every Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas, and we make it for them. How about that? Yeah. How about that? So what, what is in mincemeat? What, what is that? It's, it's mostly fruit. Really? Uh, yeah, there's really no meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, the raisins, those kinds of things. Yeah, okay. raisins, mangoes, all that. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. any uh, holiday specials coming up at Agape or Scenic 90 Diner? Or? Well, so traditions over the years with Scopolos uh, has been the Christmas uh, Eve uh, dinners and, and families that have come to us over the years. And it's been really a great pleasure to have seen families grow uh, over the years and, and make connections and what have you. So, so that has been really a great tradition. And, of course, New Year's Eve that, you know, people love to, to go out and, and, you know, just have – a great dinner and and, yeah. and fun with friends. Yeah, I uh, you know uh, we do we do uh, turkey at Thanksgiving like most people do, but uh, but also uh, you know this Thanksgiving I char grilled oysters mm-hmm. out on the patio. Yeah, and uh, well the family came over and everybody came out on the patio and they're eating oysters out there and my wife's inside with the turkey and the dressing and the broccoli and the sweet potatoes. And she finally comes out there and says, "Are you guys coming in to eat?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, we got." We have oysters and beer and uh, fun <laughs> out here, music out here. Uh, but yeah, we better quit eating oysters and, and right. go in. So I mean, that's a that's a Gulf Coast tradition too. Uh, oysters, seafood, those kinds of things. Sure. It really makes oyster dressing. You oh, know, oyster in, dressing. In turkey. Yep. And my mother, uh, real quick, my mother uh, used to make the best oyster dressing. Had ground beef and pork and all kinds of things in it. My brother lives in Nashville and wanted her to come up for Christmas, but he said, "Mom, you got to make oyster dressing when you get up here." Well, you can't make oyster dressing <laughs> in Nashville. There's no oysters up there. So my mother made a pan of oyster dressing, and she got on a plane with the oyster dressing in her lap. In her lap, and she flew all the way to Nashville with that pan of oyster dressing. Uh, again, that's how special uh, our cuisine is down here. And once Absolutely. you get a taste of it, you really don't want cornbread dressing as much as no. if you've ever had oyster dressing. Okay, that's we're going to sure. go to. Uh, a break real quick uh, with Jake, Traffic on the Fives. Like I said earlier, I'm going to be a broken record this morning, and I'm so happy about it. Our roads are looking clear. There are no major accidents or slowdowns reported. Uh, Highway 90 out of uh, Milton and Pace is looking good. Highway 98 east and westbound through Navarre and Gulf Breeze. No accidents reported there. Um, getting, uh, let me see, I-10 and I-110 posted speeds. 
And Highway 29 out of uh, Cantonment is looking good. Also, Chase Street, Garden Street, Gregory Street all checking in clear. Over in Milton, looks like Stewart Street and Caroline are flowing smoothly as well. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, call or text me on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you, Jake. I'm here with Gus Syllabus, a local restaurateur. Everybody knows Gus. We're talking about holiday cooking. Uh, Gus, what is the biggest mistake you see local cooks making, or perhaps maybe tips you can give them for making their holiday meals better? Well, I think one of the things is, is not to tackle too much. Uh, um, and usually, you know, people want to do a lot of food. Start early, plan it, and, and I think just to be organized. You know, what we call in, in our um, culinary scene is mise en place, or you mess in place. Uh-huh. So have all the ingredients, uh, look at the recipe, exactly what you need, and then that way you don't have to run to the store, you know, four or five times. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Apple Market is over right, there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't have this. I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, so always uh, be organized. I, th- I think that's the biggest uh, tip that, that anybody can have, even, even in the restaurant. You know, uh, cooks, uh, young, uh, that are coming along, that, that's the biggest thing that we try to teach them is, is just be organized. Get everything yeah. right there in front of you. That way you have it. You're efficient. You get it done, and, and it's it's that easy. Way, that way you can enjoy cooking. I really enjoy cooking. Yeah. I enjoy having all the ingredients there and taking my time. Right. You know, I know some people cook like their hair's on fire, but, you know, I like, <laughs> I, I like to take my time. To make a and, big mess. Yeah, well, I make a big mess, but <laughs> I like to enjoy it, take it slow, listen to some music. I make gumbo and, you know, sure, and stuff, sure. melatons and other stuff. And I just love to take my time and do it and savor it and, and enjoy the process. And sometimes you don't have the luxury of doing it. No, that, and, and people that love to cook, I mean, they really have a knack for it. Uh, but what I've seen over the years, the, a couple of things that have changed is really the how busy we are yeah. um, and then the convenience. Yeah. And, and so we have, you know, from Scenic 90, for instance, we provide sides and, and things and, and pies and, and desserts uh, because, quite honestly, people want to spend more time, you know, with people rather than being in the kitchen and cooking and what have you because yeah. the, the time is precious anymore. Absolutely. So you have to tell us, how do you make Scamp Cervantes? <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> Start with fresh ingredients. Very good. Uh, you know, scamp is, is a fish that, that along the Gulf Coast uh, is found and up the Atlantic, uh, but you don't see it in restaurants. And it's because yeah. it's a deep water fish. Many people are not familiar. It's my favorite fish. It, it's a cousin to the uh, grouper. Um, and for years, we never had it on the menu. We, we actually had a call list that we would call people when we got scamp in. Uh, but now with, you know, the, the devices and everything, technology. Well, didn't your uncle used to go catch scamp for you to serve? No, no. no? We, okay. we have actually Alan uh, Williams Seafood. It's okay. the same purveyor that we've been using for 67 years. Wow. Uh, has provided that for us. Excellent. We still didn't tell us how to make it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Gus's signature dish. It still is. It still uh, is, yeah. Uh, we're, that's we're getting what President a, Bush had. We're yeah. getting a lot of texts about the oyster dressing recipe. Is there a place where people can find that? Oh, no. I've got my mother's <laughs> My mother's is handwritten. Okay. My mother passed away five years ago, but I've got it handwritten on notebook paper. Sure. I'm not even sure I can read it anymore, but uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'll tell you the best, the best cookbook I've found for that kind of cooking for Gulf Coast cooking, and there's a lot of them out there, but 
Frank Davis's Seafood Notebook. It's an old book. It was done back in the 80s, I think. Frank Davis right? was a chef over in Louisiana. It's the easiest book to follow for making gumbo and dressing, oyster dressing, those hmm. kinds of things. It's called Frank Davis Seafood Notebook. I don't know Frank, so I'm not getting I'm not getting right. a, uh, <laughs> any royalties. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting any royalties <laughs> for that. But if, if you want an easy cookbook that anybody can take and make that, uh, uh, Frank Davis's Seafood Notebook is that. Well, Gus, we appreciate you coming in this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. And, uh, we appreciate all you do. Gus is involved in Rotary Club and other organizations, so he just doesn't serve you food. He, he he belongs to this community. He supports this community. He wants this community to be successful, and uh, and we want Gus to be successful too. So thank you. Go to Agape. Go to Scenic Ninety Diner. Call Nancy's Hot Affairs and get some of that scamp Cervantes and see if you can figure out what's <laughs> in it. All right, Gus, thanks for being here. Thanks, Merry John. Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to, to you all of yours. All right, now Thank we're going to go to Jake with Traffic on the Fives. Um, actually, let's uh, let's head over on to David. I just did drive it. Let's go over to David in the right. newsroom for a look at our headlines. David? Absolutely. Well, the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and China's top military officials talked for the first time in more than a year yesterday. The Pentagon says they're hoping that uh, it'll lead to a restoration of the world's two biggest militaries. Local news after Fox. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa, President Biden, to make thousands more people convicted of marijuana use and possession on federal lands eligible for pardons. Millions on the move today. The TSA says it expects to screen about 2.5 million people. I didn't expect it this early in the morning, but what are you going to do? That man at George Bush International Airport in Houston. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield says the U.S. is ready to support a U.N. Security Council resolution to increase the flow of humanitarian supplies into Gaza during a vote set for today. CBP sources say more than 200,000 migrants have crossed into the nation since December 1st. Florida Congressman Carlos Menes. Democrat senators, governors, mayors are now demanding some action at the southern border because it's really... Uh, affecting their states and their cities in a very negative way. He spoke to Fox Business. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 92.3. It's 49 degrees, partly cloudy skies this morning. Beautiful morning here in Pensacola. A Mexican food truck owner says the same man targeted her business with several armed robberies in the last few weeks. 22-year-old Jordan Grandison now facing several charges for allegedly robbing the La Cabana Mexican kitchen food truck at knife point three times. Business owner Emma Mercado says her employees are all women. The incident's had them scared for their safety. My ladies, they, they're, they're trying to, I mean, they, they say that when I quit because they don't want to be like that. Afraid that the next time they're going to they're gonna be hit by the put a knife. Mercado believes that Grandison cost her a total of almost $5,000 with the robberies. The last, the last time she says she decided to fight back. Mercado uh, stabbed the suspect with a receipt spike. That's that big spike at restaurants where they stack the receipts. Uh, and uh, Grandison was later arrested behind a dumpster in the area. He's being held now on $40,000 bond at the Escambia County Jail. Well, Florida State University scheduled to hold an emergency meeting today. An agenda hasn't been released in connection with the virtual gathering of the school's board of trustees. But in a previous meeting several months ago, FSU President Richard McCullough did introduce the possibility of their football team leaving the ACC due to the league's financial concerns. We'll let you know when we hear any more about that. Two 14-year-olds are facing numerous felony charges in Okaloosa County for a swatting call that was made back in November. Landon 
Landon Whittington lives in Baker. He was an online student at the school where the threat was made. The, the only thing I could think is this one, for whatever reason, wanted it done at his school to disrupt his school's function, you know, because that's what it's going to do. And, you know, sit back and, you know, laugh about it online. I mean, they, they, they're smart, but they're very dumb in some of the things that they do because, you know, we were able to, na- you know, nail them from across the country, you know. That is Okaloosa County Sheriff Eric Aiden. He says Whittington was part of an online gaming and swatting group and had asked somebody to call in a threat at his school. That resulted in another teenager, Cameron Gully from Mansfield, Texas, calling in the threat at Baker School last November. Hundreds of deputies and police officers responded. Aiden says investigators have now tied these two teenagers to several swatting incidents all around the country, and he expects more of these cases to be uncovered as a result of the investigation. Several kids and their families were treated to a shopping spree yesterday at Academy Sports by our local Pensacola police officers. It was the third annual Shop with a Cop event. It's about doing friendly, nice things for families that really can't afford or have gone through hard times. That is Michael Blankenship. His grandson was one of those kids involved in the Shop with a Cop event. And PPD's Mike Wood says police officers spend all year uh, making lists of families that stand out and could use some extra help during the holiday season. Those kids then receive a gift card for anything they want in the store. Again, this was all held at Academy Sports yesterday. Uh, the Escambia Sheriff's Office also does a similar event. They held their shop with a cop yesterday, too. They took 50 kids to Walmart, got them items on their Christmas wish list. It is 735 at News Radio 92.3, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Well, we're still looking great out there this morning. You can tell it's Christmas. The roads are clear, no accidents or slowdowns to report. Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no issues there. Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest Road, North Blue Angel Parkway, smooth sailing this morning. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is clear east and westbound. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you do see anything out there this morning, let us know. Uh, Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. Jake Walker with traffic. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We are going to be seeing a partly cloudy sky day today with temperatures warming up near the mid to upper 60s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. Rain moves in for our Saturday with a 70% chance of rain, high near 61. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. On Sunday, small chance of rain, otherwise mostly sunny skies with a high near 62. And Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 46. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 49 in Pensacola, 51 in Gulf Breeze, and 47 in Milton with... Partly cloudy skies across the area. Our next news at 8 and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Tesla plans to move forward with building an energy storage battery factory in China. Construction is scheduled to start early next year with production expected to kick off by the end of 2024. The factory won't build batteries for cars, but for electric utilities and other companies to store power, which has never been more important with the growth in solar and wind energy. The new factory will initially produce 10,000 of Tesla's Megapack units annually for sale worldwide. 
And on the gloomier end of things, scientists are working to be able to predict when someone is going to die. An artificial algorithm dubbed the Doom Calculator predicted whether people would die within four years in more than 75% of cases. Multiple factors are considered. Someone's age, health, education, jobs, and income. Luckily, none of the participants were told their death predictions. And on Wall Street, futures are mixed. The Dow Industrials closed moderately higher yesterday, up 322. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. If you've got any kind of a plumbing issue, a leak, a drip, a weird sound in the wall when you flush the toilet or turn on the faucet. Now remember, the wall's not supposed to talk back to you. And if it does, that's bad. And if it did and now it's stopped, that's even worse because that means the problem hasn't gotten better. It's not fixed itself. Pipes do not self-heal. What's happened is it's waiting to be much, much worse than it ever had been. Call Barberry Plumbing. They'll come out. They'll look at it. They'll tell you what it's going to take. They'll tell you the price before they do the work called flat rate pricing, not after, by the job, not by the time. 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. This is Jim Grimes from Southern Media wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Jessica with Pensacola's Kia Autosport wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us at Duncan McCall Advertising, we want to wish you a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Sheila Nichols from Pensacola State College wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Good morning, Pensacola. This is John Hutchinson. I'm filling in for Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. I hope you're ready for Christmas. It's just three days away, so I hope you've done all your shopping. Uh, Amazon won't deliver now, so it's too late. You're going to have to leave your house and go buy a present. So, But I hope you're ready for Christmas. I hope you're ready uh, with your house and with your home and with your heart uh, to, uh, to celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace and to celebrate it with family and to celebrate it in a way that makes you slow down and appreciate those good things in life. So, but if you're going to travel someplace, we got the guy for you this morning. Matt Coughlin is the airport director at Pensacola International Airport. Uh, the holidays, of course, the busiest time of the year for airports. So we wanted to touch base with Matt this morning uh, and get some tips on holiday travel and then talk a little bit about the airport expansion, maybe the ST Aerospace Project at the airport. So, Matt, thank you for being here this morning. I appreciate you coming in the studio. John, thanks for having me. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Take take a minute and talk about emplanements at the Pensacola Airport. How, that, the growth around those has been tremendous. 
Yeah, it has been. And uh, so we're, we've been looking pretty much at uh, double digit growth coming out of the pandemic and even slightly before that. And kind of give you an idea on that is um, typically airports grow around 3% a year. That's kind of what we model. And uh, this year, for instance, we're doing about 14%. Holy cow. So last year we had, yeah, last year we had uh, about 2.6 million emplanements, people getting on aircraft. Uh, this year we're seeing, uh, we're estimating right now at the end of the year about 3 million. So there's about a 14% jump there. Wow. So if you do that year over year, you can imagine the, the stress it puts on, on the airport. But uh, we're ready to meet those challenges. I'm telling you, if, if you've lived in other places and flown in other airports, uh, you should have a great appreciation for the Pensacola Airport. I mean, I, I live five minutes from the airport, so it's a little bit different for me. But I can leave my house um, and either Uber or have somebody take me to the airport, which, is, which I think is really important if you can do that. And I can be at the gate in 15 minutes. Uh, and you just can't do that. I lived in Atlanta for a while. It took you an hour to get to the gate, and after you landed, it took you an hour before you could even get to where the bags were. So I really appreciate the Pensacola Airport and, and the job that you guys do there. It, it, if people complain about it, well, then they just haven't they just haven't been to other places because Pensacola Airport is really a, a dream. I, I told them that. I, I, I flew to Houston last week, and there was a guy on the flight that told me he lives in Mobile, and he drives to Pensacola every week. He, he goes to Houston every week for work, and he drives all the way over here for it just because the airport is so accessible uh, and uh, uh, has the flights that he wants. Uh, and so it's a, it's a testament to the job Matt and his folks do. Um, so Matt, if I'm flying this holiday season, what should I know about parking? Well, parking, we've, uh, that's been a challenge recently yeah. with the, uh, with the growth. Uh, you, if you're driving down Tippin, sometimes you may see that grass lot we've used as an overflow. We're getting away from that. And, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of moving parts to this. It's a kind of a shell game, but, uh, one of the things we did for the Christmas season here is uh, we recently moved um, all the airport employees. Uh, there's a lot just north of the terminal. We're going to open that up to the public. There's about 187 spots there. But one of the other things we just opened yesterday, and this took a lot of work working with both TSA and uh, the FAA because we had to get permissions. Uh, we opened up former uh, aircraft parking ramp that wasn't being used next to economy lot one. We opened that up just yesterday. That's going to hold another couple hundred. So just for Christmas time, we're at about 400. Uh, right now we're going to try to avoid any use of that tipping lot. Um, it was empty this morning. I noticed when I came yeah, by. Yeah. So you're starting to see the other lots we just opened fill up and uh, it's good. Keep in mind, you know, back to the growth, just over the next three days, we're we're expecting roughly thirty thousand passengers to come through the airport, wow. and so it's going to be a busy place. And wow! So, what do I need to know about? You've got us parked now. What do I need to know about baggage? What can I put in my bag? What I shouldn't put in my bag? And how does that work? Well, what you're seeing nowadays too, a lot more folks are bringing carry-on bags. Yeah. So. Um, if you could check it in, great. And I understand the airlines all have different policies and they charge for that. And so people just want to carry uh, their own bags. What we see that slows us down in the security checkpoint is uh, 
stuff you shouldn't be flying with. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised, you know, uh, weapons, you name it. Uh, it happens now and then, and it really, it really bogs down the line because there's certain protocols, security protocols that have to be done. Um, my biggest tip to people is just stick by the two hour rule, come out at two hours prior. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, you know, things happen. The other day, one of the TSA uh, screening machines uh, had a, had an issue, and it it uh, took us down for a little bit, slowed us down. But you know, due to two hours, that's so, the big so, thing. So get there early. Look online what you can put in a bag, what you can't put in a bag, uh, and uh, that'll get you through the airport a lot quicker. We're going to go to Jake with traffic on the fives. All right, we're still looking great out there this morning on your commute uh, or your way out of town. I-10 and I-110 is at posted speeds. 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. East and westbound is clear. If you're headed out of Milton this morning, going through Pace on Highway 90, no accidents there slowing you down. Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no issues. Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest, North North Blue Angel Parkway. Uh, I don't see any accidents showing up on the map there. Also, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear this morning. Glad to hear it. This traffic report is brought Brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Executive Landscaping celebrating 40 years in business on the Gulf Coast. Call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. We'll be right back after this message. Today at 1030, join the Pensacola Humane Society on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe every wag of a tail, every purr, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Listen today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. I want to take a second and tell you about a really cool local company, female-owned, 35 years in business, perennially voted best of the Bay, best of the coast, best of Pensacola. They're called ProHealth Florida in Gulf Breeze next to the Whataburger in Santa Rosa Beach in Milton, in Crestview, Fort Walton, Pensacola on Summit, Pensacola on College Parkway behind the Sam's Club. They are a comprehensive healthcare clinic. So they do primary care and urgent care walk-ins from 8 to 4 Monday through Friday, on Saturday in the Pensacola location by the Sam's Club, they do 8 to 1, and here's what they offer. Okay, in addition to health care, lab work, occupational health screens, drug screens, vaccinations, camp or sports physicals, a comprehensive medical weight loss program, and a pro-health medical membership plan, for which you get unlimited primary care visits with no copay, 24-7 teledoc, annual physical, annual flu shot, 25% off lab work and procedures, a monthly B12 shot, and no catches. How much? $45 a month. I know. I mean, <laughs> serious. That's an amazing price. Now, some people do it instead of insurance. Some people do it in addition to insurance. About a third of their medical memberships are in addition to insurance. So whatever your need is, whatever questions you might have, either go online to ProHealthFL.com or just stop by any of their seven locations. When it comes to precious metals, there's only one place to consider, and that is Emerald Coast Coins. They're the local leader in dealing with coins and jewelry. Gold, silver, diamonds, and sterling silver. Emerald Coast Coins buys, sells, and trades. And for the past 15 years, customers from all over the Gulf Coast have trusted Emerald Coast Coins for the best estimates and prices in town. Stop in today. They're on Creighton Road, right across from Tom Thumb. Emerald Coast Coins. 
A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park, well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear, make an appointment, and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Need some last-minute Christmas gifts? Check out the Merry Holiday Street Market Saturday on North Tarragona for unique vendors and lots of special items. The market is on from 2 to 5 at the Handlebar. Check out the bird-watching event at Big Lagoon State Park Saturday morning from 8 till 9. Presented by the Friends of Pensacola State Parks. See DoPensacola.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor, and I usually hang out in the newsroom at News Radio 92.3. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Well, it's Christmas time again. Decorations are on by the fire. Good morning. This is John Hutchinson. I'm filling in for Andrew McKay this morning on News Radio 92.3. We're informative, local, dependable. We hope you're ready for Christmas. Uh, it is 7:50 a.m. and in the studio this morning we have Matt Coughlin, who's the executive director of the Pensacola International Airport, and we're talking about holiday travel, uh, and we're talking about ways that can make your travel easier. Matt, you mentioned uh, weapons being found through checkpoints. Talk a little bit more about that because I can't imagine somebody not understanding that. That that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, some people carry weapons, whether it's in briefcases or however, and they, they get there, they're in a hurry, they're not thinking about it, and next thing you know, they're in the, at the security checkpoint, and uh, lo and behold, they find it, and they will find it. Uh, the equipment's yeah. really good. and uh, I hope they find it. They will find <laughs> it, definitely, and, uh, you know, you just – you don't want to do that because, like I said earlier, it slows up the line, and there's security protocols. We go through that time at that time, and uh, uh, and it doesn't help uh, everybody else that's in line. Yeah. So I'm pre-approved by TSA. Do you recommend that? I do. I, I mean, I've personally used it, and uh, it does streamline. I will tell you that membership of the TSA pre-check is going up. We have enrollment periods that we host at the airport. We have another one coming up in uh, February and we do it for about five days and we'll, we'll get about 700 more yeah. folks uh, enrolled during that, just that, those five days. And, and what's the cost of that? Uh, you know, I forget, I believe yeah. it was $40 yeah. uh, that I paid and Listen, I don't believe it's gone up. It's well worth it. It's well worth it, it to go in that TSA pre-check line and, and uh, go right through to your gate. So I would, I would encourage you to do that too. That'll, That'll help speed you up and help speed everybody else up, too. So you may want to look into that. Um, you mentioned 3 million employments in the Pensacola Airport this year. That's just incredible. Uh, and I know we've got some growing pains. We talked about parking, some other issues. But talk a little bit about terminal expansion plans because we've got a solution to this. As we grow, uh, we're going to need more room, and you and the city are planning ahead for that. So talk a little bit about that for a minute. Sure. If you think about the facility and the numbers you just mentioned, that's roughly putting the population of the city of Pensacola through that facility every seven days. Wow. 
And so if you think about that, one of the things going into, we're currently going into design with the new concourse, but what we also have to keep in mind is our current facilities. And we need to upgrade those because what we don't want to have is when you come into the airport and you go, well, which, which, uh, which gate or concourse am I going to? I don't want to be going to the old one or one that's known as old. So it's incumbent on us to upgrade everything we have currently and then uh, build out the newer, more modern uh, concourse also. So we're going into design on that um, right now. And uh, hopefully a, a lot of the effort is going to be money frankly, and it's an expensive project. Uh, we're looking anywhere between 80 and $100 million yeah. uh, just for that facility. And, and then on top of that, we eventually want to build a parking garage um, to help out, and those are very expensive. We know those too. are expensive, yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds great. You know, the, uh, uh, I did economic development work for years and years and years, and having a viable uh, airport with lots of connections – uh, is so important for economic development. Most people don't realize that. They think, well, that's great. I can fly and see my grandmother. But but really, businesses who are looking to locate in this area, they want to be near an airport that has flights to lots of different locations. Uh, they want to uh, have an airport that's reliable. Uh, if they're flying uh, uh, customers in or if they're flying employees in, they want to know that, that that airport's going to work. And it is such an easy sell when they when they come through the Pensacola Airport. Um you know, we Navy Federal, that was one of the things they talked about when they came was how easy it is to get in and out of this airport. And, of course, they uh, have uh, national headquarters in Washington, D.C. But we see that over and over again. Having a great airport is such a good economic development uh, tool. Uh, most people don't think about it that way, but it, but it, but it really is. So thank you for, for making that work for us. Um, let's talk a, minute, a, minute, a little bit about ST Aerospace, Singapore Technology Aerospace. They've got two very large hangars out at the airport now uh, that they lease uh, from the city and they uh, do uh, airplane uh, repair and refurbishment, those kinds of things. But I think they've got some expansion plans, don't they? They do. So basically, if you look at the airport now, uh, there's two hangars, as you mentioned, over there, and they're about 180,000 square foot apiece. Um, We're basically going to double that footprint and move it to the northwest side of the uh, airport off Tippenden. Uh, yeah. the, so the packages just went out and we got the, the bids back just last week. We're reviewing them right now. We're, uh, to actually, uh, design and build out the facility, uh, middle of January, we expect to have the selection committee on board and select the company that's going to be, uh, building, building it out. We did run into some issues. Uh, we tried this earlier last year. But the, the prices that came back were through the roof, you wow. know, coming out of the pandemic and construction costs. And we were able to split the project up a little better to get some efficiencies there and drive that price down a little bit. Well, that's a that's a valuable tenant, and that's a an uh, income producer uh, for the city of Pensacola, a, a direct income producer. But there's also the uh, the indirect uh, benefit, and that is employees. How, how many employees do they have there now, and how many will they have when they double their size? I wouldn't speak for ST right now, yeah. but I believe they, they're they probably at the 400 mark yeah. approaching it. Yeah. Um, so if you think about it, they're, you know, based on um, a lot of the monies that came in from uh, various sources, there's obligations for them to meet job numbers and timelines. Yeah. And they're on track to do that, you know. Uh, 
the work the workforce right now is uh, an issue for everybody across the country, and and it, it's not unique. Uh, uh, they're facing that also, but um, but they're on track from everything I understand. The total number of jobs is going to approach eighteen hundred when they're done, wow. and they're all very high paying jobs. Yeah. You know, I think the original requirement was they'd be forty five thousand per person, but I think they're well over that right yeah. now. Yeah, to be an airplane mechanic right now is is a very valuable uh, career to pursue uh, because there's so many planes that are flying so many places and uh, the need for uh, qualified mechanics has grown so fast. And if you're in Pensacola and you're a young person, PJC will help get you your initial uh, uh, permit to, to do that. Uh, George Stone's got a program for it. Other places have a program for it. When you get to ST Aerospace, they will do in-house training for you. So if you want a great career making really good money, uh, working in an exciting field that's expanding, uh, working on uh, airplanes, uh, doing airplane mechanics, those kinds of things, uh, there's an opportunity for you here in Pensacola to do that and never and never leave town. Get all your training here, get your uh, certificates here, and go to work for ST Aerospace and grow. And then from there, who knows? I mean, they, they need airplane mechanics all over the world. So uh, it's a great economic development engine for us, not just for the jobs, but for the careers it can provide uh, for our young people. So, I, I, you know, I was working on the peripheral of helping to bring ST Aerospace here uh, and uh, because of those things. And the, the city saw the had the foresight to understand how valuable that is. We've also got UPS uh, out at the airport, too. Are there any other tenants we're looking at now? Um, sure. So UPS is there in, in a couple different ways. So they have their facility, they operate their, their shipping uh, arm out of, but S, they have a contract with ST. So every time you look over ST, you're going to see UPS aircraft over there. ST is also evidently going into contract with United Airlines. I've seen some United uh, aircraft over there on their ramp. And, and that helps the airport too. And, you know, and that might be a decision point for an airline too. You know, they'll, they'll bring an aircraft in, they'll bring it in full. And if it needs maintenance and yeah. it's scheduled maintenance, they just roll it over to the other side of the field and uh, it makes it just sufficient for them. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Matt Coughlin, the uh, executive director for the Pensacola airport. Thank you for coming in this morning. Uh, thank you for that great information. We love our airport. Keep up the good work. Uh, keep up the economic development engine that it's become and we wish you and yours uh, a very Merry Christmas. Thank you, Matt. Very Merry Christmas to you all, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're going to go for a break with the news. Absolutely. Our local headlines coming up in just a minute. A national real estate company saying most Americans now can't afford to buy a home that's listed for sale. A report from Redfin yesterday looked at listings from the top 97 metro areas, found only 15% of the homes were for sale were affordable for the average U.S. family. That's a decrease from last year when 20% were. News after Fox. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. 